I've read two separate posts on social media and articles that have been circulating that cite the method as either dangerous or obsessive. So is this true? I want to dive into that in today's podcast. You are listening to Unstoppable Actors, the essential podcast for ambitious, aspiring actors with me, I'm Louise, the founder of Standby Method Acting Studio, and every week I'll be talking with you and sharing how you can become a paid, working, unstoppable actor, because you can, an acting career is doable. Are you ready? Method acting is such a widely misunderstood technique, and it is so misinterpreted Um, around the world you know there's this myth in method acting that we stay in character all the time and we develop this crazy obsession for the character where we never come out of it and we take it home and I do believe that stories like this or myths like this about the method are perpetuated by mainstream media when they hear of, you know, an actor like Daniel Day-Lewis and the way he works and how he sends text messages or did send text messages and sign them off as Abraham Lincoln. And it creates this mystery around method that also very much divides people. And whilst Daniel Day-Lewis likes to work that way and it clearly works for him, that doesn't mean that's exactly what method acting is. So what is method acting? Are these rumours true? Is it dangerous? Is it obsessive? Is it something that shouldn't be recommended to new actors? Should it only be used by more experienced professional actors? I'm going to be diving into all of this to help you decide whether method acting is for you. Now, before we get started, who am I? Why should I be talking to you about method acting? Well, I went to traditional drama school and I trained there for three years And it didn't really give me what I needed. I came out of drama school lacking lots and lots of confidence. My acting hadn't improved and I needed to keep training. I needed to do that to be able to enhance my skills. And so I took lots of different acting classes after drama school. I tried lots of different approaches with different tutors. And it wasn't until I came across the method that I had my hallelujah moments and that I found what really fit well for me and what aligned for me as an actor. So I retrained in the method and I've worked professionally on theatre and on film. I haven't done any TV work yet. Um, That is definitely a goal of mine to do that and I would love to bring the method to TV. Um, And I've also coached actors of all levels from just starting out to... Um, a little bit more experienced to even professional actors and directors as well, actually, for the last 11 years in the method. So that's why I can speak about the method, because I've got this experience behind me. So let's dive into what method acting actually is then. So the rumours are that method acting is dangerous, it's obsessive, you develop this unhealthy obsession for your character and you disappear into the character where you lose yourself and you take this work home and you're constantly in character all the time between takes, backstage, you just never stop being in character and you do some crazy things to get to the character. That's not exactly the truth of what the method is. All of the brilliant exercises that are contained within method acting 
are aimed to help you as the actor answer this question. How do I create truth when everything around me is fake? And I really love the explanation that Lee Strasberg gave of this. He said, if you're on stage and you're in the middle of a performance and it's supposed to be the middle of the night, you're not going to get what you need as the actor to stimulate the belief that this is the middle of the night from the stage itself. Because, of course, the stage is going to be lit. It needs to be so the audience can see you. And, of course, it's not the middle of the night. And, of course, you're not really in bed. So how do we create truth when everything outwardly is telling us that this is fake and it's nowhere near the middle of the night? Well, we do this by using our imagination. And so all of the exercises in the method are developed to strengthen your concentration and your imagination as an actor. Because concentration and imagination are two sides of the same coin. If your concentration is not on point, you can't guide it into your imagination so you can find the belief and the truth. If your concentration is a bit shaky, it's going to take you to all sorts of places in your mind, usually for actors where it takes them mid-performances. Am I saying these lines right? Am I doing it good enough? Do people like what I'm doing? Am I hitting the right emotions? And, you know, thoughts along those, those lines. And of course, those thoughts are not going to help you find the belief in this reality. They're just going to take you completely out of it. Now, the other thing is when you're in your head, you're disconnected from your heart. And when you're not in your heart, you're disconnected from your feelings. And this is a thing, this is a big problem that a lot of actors have is how do I actually connect to my feelings and summon up emotion on demand when I need it so that I can craft it into the given circumstances of the script. And this is where another myth of method acting comes along that um, it's very, very dangerous because, of course, we use or you can choose to use the effective memory exercise. Many people have got an opinion about this and they say it's dangerous because, of course, we are working with life experience But it doesn't matter what method or technique you choose to use as the actor, because if you've got unresolved issues in your life, which all of us do, of course we do, we haven't, we're not perfect, we haven't resolved everything, all of the things we've been through in the past. But if you have got unresolved issues in the past and there seems to be a parallel or a link with the character, of course they can surface no matter what exercise, no matter what technique you use. This is on the actor to be fully responsible for the things that they decide to choose to draw upon, to channel into the character, to craft into the given circumstances. So we're answering this question, how do I create truth when everything around me is fake? And what we do is we work with the method acting triangle. We've got three points on it. At the top, we've got relaxation. The triangle is pointing towards relaxation because that is the, it's the foundation, it's the most important exercise that an actor should be mastering because without relaxation you don't have adequate concentration and you certainly do not have a sharp vivid imagination because as I've already said mental tension can arise in the form of thoughts such as am I good enough is what I'm doing right or putting pressure on yourself you know thinking kind of pressurized thoughts so we are working with these three points on the method acting triangle, relaxation, concentration, and imagination. When you've got 
all three of these elements in place. When you're firstly relaxed, you're in a creative state, your imagination is open and it's in a creative state, you're connected to your body, you can then connect to your impulses, then your concentration is going to be on fire, which is what we want. Because then when your concentration is on fire, you can guide it to where it needs to go imaginatively so you can find the truth. You can find the truth in the character. You can find the truth in the scene. You can find the truth in these imaginary given circumstances. This is where people who are quick to criticise the method are lacking an understanding of what actually goes into the actor's training. So I've already said, I truly believe that these rumours of it being dangerous or obsessive or unhealthy come from the media. I honestly truly believe that because we hear stories of Heath Ledger and people are quick to make an assumption that, oh, yep, he got too involved in the character. And the press sensationalise it. Of course they do because it sells them papers and that's what they're in it for, to sell papers and make profits. Actually, what none of us know is how he approached that character, all the nuances of what went into his method, his process of getting to that point, of connecting to that character. And what we certainly don't know is what issues he had going on in life. My personal beliefs are that it's not very educated to come to these sorts of conclusions when we don't have all of the information of what happened, we're simply just hearing what's gone on in the press. That, so that's where I believe these rumours come from. And of course, it makes method acting a very Marmite technique. You either love it or you hate it before many people have even tried it out for themselves. So can it really be dangerous? Well, let's think about driving, for example. Driving can be dangerous. There's risks to it. I know it's completely different, but if we use this as an example, when you pass your test, you have control over that car and you have to be responsible with it because if you're not responsible with that car, of course, that can end up in fatalities. And it's the same with the method. You know, if you're not responsible with places you're choosing to dive into from your past, if you do choose to draw upon your life experience, which of course you don't have to because there are many other exercises in the method that you could use, such as animal exercise, sense memory, you know, you don't have to just use effective memory because you have a choice as an actor. You have to work in an empowered way with what's right for you. You know, you could take many different exercises from the method to create your own method and you could fully leave effective memory out if you wanted to. But if we go back to this analogy of the car, you know, like you have to be responsible with your craft. You have to make choices that you know are not going to start drudging things up. And here's what I think. If you do hit upon something and it takes you to a dark place, I always feel that that is a massive opportunity for growth on a personal level. You know, take yourself to therapy. There is absolutely nothing wrong in that. I don't know what it is in the UK, but there's still some sort of taboo and stigma around going to therapy. Like, oh, there's something wrong with you if you're going to therapy. Why is there? You know, we wouldn't challenge someone who goes to the gym and say, oh, there's something wrong with them. We're cool with that. And it should be the same with therapy. Like, I, I truly feel that as an actor, if you stumble upon things that are a little bit dark or a bit shady from your past, as well as going to therapy and working on that and, and having that personal growth, you can pop that in the bank. You can pop it in the bank of the things that you absolutely know that you cannot work with. But here's the thing, it's better to stumble across those things in training with professional guidance. 
So I feel like, is it dangerous? Well, it depends on the person. It depends on the person who's using it. And it's, I think it's just passing the book to say, well, it was the method. But where do you take responsibility for what you decided to use? Here's the other thing. Do you have to stay in character all of the time? Do you have to be in character 24-7 between takes? Do you have to be in character backstage? Do you have to be signing off text messages as the character? No, you absolutely don't. The method is any set of exercises from within the method that takes you to the truth, the truth of the character. And you can decide what you use. You decide what your process is for each and every character. But you don't have to stay in character all of the time. It's absolute nonsense that that is only method acting. So let's break down some of the exercises in method acting then. Well, we've got animal exercise. Animal exercise is such a brilliant exercise for helping you find the physicality of the character and helping you create a deep connection to it physically. It's also a brilliant exercise for allowing you as the actor to embody the character's inner emotional life and the outer physicality so you become unrecognisable in the role and you stop playing all of your roles the same way each and every time. And with that, you're studying animals. There's nothing dangerous in observing an animal and then, you know, moulding your own body to that of the animal. It's actually a very challenging exercise and it's one that can very very much challenge people's fitness levels and it can really get them connected to the bodies and it it can be very eye-opening for a lot of actors. And then we've got sense memory. So sense memory is an exercise where you would take different objects of attention, for example, the breakfast drink, which is quite a famous um, sense memory exercise for those that are, you know, know about the method. And you would observe this and study it, your breakfast drink, and then you would recreate it without it actually being there. Because again, this is going back to this whole question, how do I create truth when everything around me is fake? Sense memory is challenging, very, very challenging, but it is such a good exercise for strengthening those concentration skills. Because like I said earlier, when you strengthen your concentration, your imagination strengthens too, and then you can dictate where your concentration goes to. So you recreate this object, the breakfast drink, through the sensory elements and it requires a lot of focus. I mean, is there anything dangerous in developing your concentration skills and your imagination? I don't think so. Maybe you disagree and that's okay if you do. Drop me a comment below and let me know if you disagree with me um, because I'm very open to hearing what other people have got to say. And then we've also got exercises like script analysis, which is where you're going through the scripts with a fine tooth comb. And obviously you're trying to find the overlaps between yourself and the character through the given circumstances. And then we've got exercises like personalization, substitution. Now, this is where it can start to get a little bit shaky for some actors. If you've got an inexperienced actor who's like, oh, well, my nan just died two days ago so I'm going to draw upon that for the tears and the sadness needed in the scene like that is not being very responsible is it I don't think so and I hugely encourage my students in the 10-week method acting program and in the one-to-ones to steer clear of anything they've not dealt with it doesn't matter if it was 15 years ago that they had this experience or whether it was 
you know, two minutes ago. If you've not dealt with something, you don't go there. Like you have to understand yourself on such a deep level and go, well, if I go there, is this really then going to be about the character? Or is it just going to be me bringing dirt into the scene with my own emotional traumas, my own emotional dramas? And am I going to be bringing those to the scene, which then have absolutely nothing to do with the given circumstances and nothing to do with the intention of the writer? Now, of course, whenever you do any kind of emotional work, any kind, with whatever technique you decide to use, your nervous system is going to be activated. Of course it is. So is it healthy to then have a massively activated nervous system where your, you know, the alarm bells are going off inside of your body and you're really dysregulated emotionally? Is that good? No, of course it isn't. So what do we do in the method? We use step out after any emotional work, any emotional exercises, any emotional scenes, at least at standby method acting studio. I can't speak for other acting classes and I cannot speak for other acting institutions, but at least at standby method acting studio, we do a step out after all emotional work. And we do that to get the nervous system back into a place of rest and digest. That is so important. So we clear out all of that emotional energy because we do not want to be taking that home at all. Why would we want to do that? Why would we want our adrenaline pumping round and our nervous system highly dysregulated? Because we would then not be a healthy individual. The biggest lesson that I have learned as an acting coach over the last 11 years and through my own personal um, experiences with training in the method is that you have to understand yourself as best as you can. And you answer the question, who am I? Who am I? Because if I know who I am as the artist, the actor, well, then I have got a lot that I can lend and craft into the given circumstances of the character. But that also means when I know who I am, I can work from an empowered place and I decide what I choose to draw upon. I decide how I stimulate my imagination and I always work with the interests of the character and the given circumstances and the writer's intentions at the forefront of everything. Absolutely everything. Now, let's go back to this thing about characters, because, of course, we do do a lot of research in the method. But we only do a lot of character research when our imagination is not getting what it needs from the script. So, for example, many, many years ago, I played a prostitute. Now, <laughs> naively, I just didn't know what they did. I mean, of course, I knew... They stood on the street, or some of them did at least anyway, they stood on the street soliciting for customers, right, or punters. I knew that, but that's as far as I knew. And my imagination was pretty blocked after that. So, and, and I don't mean blocked as in like, oh, what they're doing when the, you know, the punter is giving money to the to the person selling their body, etc. Like, obviously, I could imagine what would go on. But that was very surface level. What I needed to know is, what is it actually like for these ladies out on the street? Like, what is the entire experience? And so what I did is I went and from a distance and took a friend with me. I went and observed them. They had no idea because I was very, very far away from them. But I was just observing them. 
I went out and did that so I could trigger my imagination and stimulate it so I could find the truth in this character I was playing. And what it also helped me do is stop seeing these people in a judgmental way as just like, oh, they're just prostitutes, they just sell their body. Because like Alan Rickman said, if you judge the character, you can't play the character. It helped me find the human in them. It helped me see the experience that they go through. And what I didn't realise is there is a lot of standing around out in the cold. Like, what are these ladies doing out in the cold? And I also recognise that, my God, they are vulnerable. The one thing that struck me is that this could be the last car they ever step into. So whilst at the same time I saw this vulnerability, I then saw on the opposite side of the coin, this absolute bravery, this courageousness in them. Because could I find it in myself to ever do that? Probably not. Like, you know, I wouldn't be that courageous. So it helped me find a full human. And that was part of my character research. And then what I did is I took a friend with me again, because we always work safely, or at least I do when I encourage my students to work safely. And I would encourage you to as well. Um, I took myself to a subway in Manchester. My friend went with me. She was um, not too far away from me. And I was like, I I just want to know what it's like just to stand outside as if I'm soliciting for punters. Now, I went and did it in an area which wasn't a red light area, okay? So that was the first thing. And I literally stood out there for like maybe 20 minutes, not even that long. I did it just to get the experience because my curiosity was getting the better of me, but also my imagination was still a little bit blocked. And it's like Daniel Day-Lewis says, after all, this is all an act of imagination. So you do what you need to do in the safest way possible to stimulate your imagination. And I have to say, that 20 minutes of standing out on the street really, really helped me. It lit a fire in my imagination and the character had completely changed then. This was all part of the research um, phase. So we were in rehearsals at this point or coming up to rehearsals, I can't exactly remember. But I always made sure I had a friend with me. I always made sure I was safe. I was always making sure I wasn't putting myself in danger. And it was literally to stimulate my imagination. And I didn't do it every single night. And I didn't stay out there all night because what was the point? Once I'd done those 20 minutes, I I got what I needed imaginatively. And when I'd, you know, observed them, these people, I could combine that with my own experience now. So I hope this is making sense that method acting could be dangerous if you choose to work in an irresponsible way. But it also can be very, very stimulating if you choose with these, you know, the character research and the effective memory, if you choose to be responsible. But just remember, this character research and the effective memory make up a small, tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny portion of what method acting actually is. And the onus is always on you, as I keep saying. So I've already mentioned lots of other method acting exercises. We can do immersive improv, we can do script analysis, we can do substitution, person, um, personalization, um, animal exercise, etc. There are so many different exercises and that's not even an exhaustive list. What I would love to hear from you now is after hearing this podcast, do you, what are your thoughts on all of these rumours that fly around, fly around in the press, fly around in the industry? You know, even if you're quite new to acting, you may well have heard these. What are your 
thoughts on this, let me know in the comments. And before we end today's podcast, I just want to wrap it up by saying the method is accessible to anyone. It doesn't matter what level of experience you've got, whether you are a professional actor and you've got job after job after job coming in, or whether you are you know, relatively new to acting, it can be accessed by people of all levels because the aim of it is to help you answer the question, how do I create truth when everything around me is fake? And if you want to level your skills, if you want to take your concentration and imagination to the next level so you can breathe life and soul into the character and make a soul-to-soul connection with each character, then I would be encouraging you to train in the method. Because that's what we're going to be doing. Certainly, if you train with me, we are going to be working on developing your concentration and imagination first so we can eliminate tension. Tension being those thoughts, energies, muscles, emotions that are not necessary for creating the life of the character on stage and for them accomplishing their tasks on stage. And when I say on stage, I mean on set as well. You know, it can the method can be used for voiceover which I've used it for before it can be used for film work and it can be used for stage work as well it can be any any way you have to create a character any form sorry in which you have to create a character any medium in which you have to create a character the method can be applied to it and you can pick and choose which exercises you use but the foundation of it is we're going to be doing relaxation and a concentration exercise and a sense memory exercise to develop your concentration and imagination and your ability to be present and in your body. So you can tune into those creative impulses and you can follow your inspiration as opposed to being in your head and thinking, which leads to acting without much life in it. So has this been useful? Has it opened up your eyes to the method? let me know in the comments below. And if you are interested and still intrigued by the method and want to know more about it, we are holding auditions on December the 12th, 2021 for the London and Sheffield January 2022 programmes, the 10-week method acting programmes. So we've got the auditions coming up on the 10, uh, sorry, on the 12th of December. If you'd like to read up more about the 10-week method acting programme or the youth programme, then you can head to the link below, which is underneath this podcast, and you can click on that to read up more. If you know you definitely want to apply, you can also click the apply now link, which is underneath this podcast. Or if you've got questions about the program, you can book in a complimentary 20 minute Zoom chat with me to get all of your questions answered. And you can also do that by clicking the link below. So there's three links that you can click. I hope it's been useful. I hope it's given you a bit more of a a rounded view of the method. I would love to hear your comments either way. I have absolutely loved hanging out with you and I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Unstoppable Actors, the essential podcast for ambitious, aspiring actors. Now, if you did, I'd really love you to subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave a review. And if you would like weekly injections of inspiration, you'd like mini method acting challenges to keep you making progress with your dreams, Come and join the most supportive acting community online by clicking the link in the notes to help you become an unstoppable actor.